Hello and welcome to the Dr. Vincent Buscemi podcast. In 2024, we're looking for more, more leadership. I have a deficiency in a lot of things. Height is one of them. Hair, around the hairline, another one. Confidence, a whole list. Doesn't matter. I have a deficiency in leadership. One of the things I've learned after reading a lot of John Maxwell, if you know anything about him, he's written like a thousand books on leadership, is that his first law of leadership is leadership is the lid to your success. You can't be any more successful in business, maybe in life, than the ability of your leadership, which makes sense because I've hit a little bit of a stagnation in my business and looking back about how poor of a leader I've been, I think that's going to be the turning point. So I'm going to be focused on leadership and so are you. I want to talk about margin today and how margin can help you become a better leader. I get a lot of complaints about the lighting on my podcast, the video, the camera. The camera's like a $40 camera I bought 10 years ago. If you don't like it, just listen to the audio. Okay. So let me start with a very sad story. True story. After I graduated dental school, I was searching for jobs. And after I left my first job, I interviewed at another job outside my do not compete with this great guy. I don't want to say his name. Great dentist. I met him just after his son died of brain cancer. Although he seemed sad about it, heartbroken about it, he didn't seem in dire straits. I just found out two weeks ago that this dentist killed himself during the workday between patients. So he worked on one patient, then he went to his car and shot himself in the head and killed himself. And his assistant was looking for him because she was confused why she couldn't find him for the second patient. And she said, oh, from the window, it looks like he's in his car. So she went to his car and found him dead. Now, I don't know why people kill themselves. My only guess is that the reason why people kill themselves is because they believe how they feel now is so unbearable that it's not worth it to live one more day with the pain they're in. I'm not casting judgment. I would hope that if you're listening, you do not commit suicide. I'm not casting judgment on this dentist, but I'll tell you that there's people that love you. And if you do commit suicide, you're going to ruin their lives. So what does this have to do with margin? Well, a while ago, I talked about this book called Margin by this doctor, Ron Swenson. No, Richard Swenson. And I'm not saying that lack of margin will cause you to commit suicide, but lack of margin, which we'll get into what it is, I think will make your life miserable. I've had three men around my age, mid-30s, open up to me over the past week or so about how miserable they are in life. And I wonder if they have lack of margin. So what is margin? Margin is the space that exists. I got my notes here, so I'm reading real quick. The space that exists between your load 
and your responsibilities or your load and your limits. So what is your load? Your load are your responsibilities, your obligations, your liabilities, the stress put on you, the pressures put on you, basically daily requirements of living. And your limits is your ability to handle. So an easy, I always go back to working out. I love to work out, although it doesn't show. Basically, the load is the weight on the bench press and your limit or your ability to lift it. So if you put 200 pounds on the bench press and you can lift it, there's margin there. If you put 300 pounds and you can't lift it and it comes down and lands on your neck and suffocates you and you die at the gym and you're embarrassed and you crap your pants after you die, you had no margin. You weren't able to lift the load. When I first heard about margin, maybe a year and a half ago from my good friend, Mark Ostag, who was on this podcast early in the beginning when we were doing in-person interviews, I thought this concept was for the weak. I thought, okay, there's a load and there's a limit. Well, I'm Superman. I have no limits. If my load increases, I'll just increase my limits. Somebody who talks like that is an idiot. That's the same type of person who talks about listening to audiobooks on like triple speed and gets like two hours of sleep a night and is constantly hustle, hustle, hustle. These are all the like alpha influencer, business influencers online. They don't know shit about life. So you have limits. I have limits. And I would argue that when you have margin and you know this in your life, you're happy, you're healthy, you're pleasant to be around, you're grateful, you come home from work and you're excited to see your kids. You don't kick your dog after work because you're so stressed. But when you don't have margin, you're miserable. And we've all been here. I'm here some days during the week, this week. On Mondays, I work seven to six. My schedule Monday is I wake up at 4.30, I go to the gym, I work out for an hour, then I work from seven to six with no lunch. And then I go home, I get home at like 6.30, and then it's dinner, bedtime. I have to go to bed by nine. This, Mondays I have no margin. I kind of set it up stupidly. But Richard Swenton says, margin is the gap between rest and exhaustion. The space between breathing freely and suffocating. And I know you've all felt this. And then he further goes into, there's four areas of margin that you need to work on. Financial, emotional, physical health, time reserves. But wh- So no margin makes you miserable. Margin makes you happy. What does that have to do with leadership? The more margin that you have, the better leader you will be and the more effective you'll be and the more goals you'll accomplish, the more money you'll make. Because margin will improve your self-awareness. It will improve your ability to think and it will improve and increase your energy. Just think about that for a minute and then we'll go back to the four areas of margin. How many times have you worked for somebody where they were so disconnected from reality? Or how many times have you been in a room where somebody walks into that room and they cannot read the situation? The mood is, let's say it's really solemn because something bad happened. And somebody walks in and they just don't understand and they make things worse. You guys all have this friend. 
I know a person like this. They have no emotional intelligence. They can't read a room. They're always upsetting people, and it's not even on purpose. And they don't know why that person's upset. You need to be self-aware to be a good leader. You need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, these are my weaknesses. These are my strengths. How do I reduce my weaknesses and increase my strengths? You need to be accountable to yourself. And you can only do that if you're self-aware. If you're not self-aware, I don't think you'll be successful in any relationship, in any business endeavor. I think if you have high IQ and you're not self-aware, you better invent the cure to cancer or be some crazy mathematician because you will not be able to work with people. The second thing, it improves your ability to think. This is going to sound harsh towards people who are employees, but this is the only way to say this. If you're an owner of a business, it's because you have either voluntarily or involuntarily accepted the challenge to think. If you read anything by Ayn Rand, Fountainhead, Atlas Shrugged, she says man's sole duty in life is to think. Your sole purpose is to think. Now, I don't think that's true, but it's important to understand if you own a business, you have to think. If you don't own the business, now this sounds harsh, but it's true. You really don't have to think. You can be told what to do. So people who are listening to this, you probably own a business. So you won't be upset. You have to think about marketing. I'm a dentist. So how do I get patients? How do I treat patients? How do I maintain the systems in my business? How do I pay my taxes? How do I pay myself? How do I train the staff? How do I get more skills? How do I do this? How do I pay my rent? How do you do these things? There's nobody leading me because I'm the leader. If you have margin, you have more ability to think. If you don't have margin, you can't think. So although leaders are some of the busiest people, and Maxwell talks about this, that makes it even more important to put margin back in your life so you can think. If you just want to turn your brain off and have somebody think for you or tell you what to do, you could not own a business because you'll go bankrupt and all your staff will hate you because they need you to think to make the business better. Create the vision, implement, and then tell them how to execute it. Lastly, margin will improve energy in your life. What's your number one complaint? That my voice sounds raspy on this podcast. Other than that, probably lack of energy. I talk to so many men in their 30s, just because I'm in my 30s, late 30s, starting this May. And they all say energy. They lack energy. They weren't like they were in their 20s. If you put more margin in your life, you'll have more energy. So let's go back to the four layers or the four categories of margin. There's financial. I've been in situations, if you listen to this podcast, where if I had a $1,000 bill come in the mail, it would have bankrupted me. I had no financial margin. Look at your life. You know if you have financial margin or if you don't. Because like if your refrigerator breaks and you need to spend $3,000 to buy a new refrigerator, will that derail your finances? I'll tell you right now, there's a large chance that almost all of your staff 
lives paycheck to paycheck. That's because almost all of America lives paycheck to paycheck and they have no financial margin. On average, when somebody retires, I think they have $3,000 in their account when they're done working. So they've spent 99.9% of everything they made and have only saved $3. No financial margin. So just understand that with your employees. No financial margin causes extreme stress in their life. It will cause stress in your life. The second one is emotional margin. I would also have to say that there's a large chance if your employee is divorced or has kid problems or anything in their life, they also have no emotional pro- no emotional margin as well. That's why you ever yelled at someone in your office or your place of business and they cried immediately and you thought like, oh my gosh, how could that little statement cause them to cry? Because they're on the verge. They're going in their car and crying on the drive home. Maybe you have no emotional margin. Have you ever been to a point where, let's say, a client or a patient says something to you and it's not the worst thing, but it just sets you off? Emotional margin is when you get home and your kids are unruly, can you handle them gently with love or do you just explode and scream at your kids? Or let's say you come home and you get a fight with your wife right away or do you still have emotional reserves to handle that? This is huge. I probably went five years straight coming home with no emotional reserves and it wreaks havoc on you and your loved ones. Health, health. I talk about health all the time. Health reserves. If you have one bad night of sleep, is that going to put you under? Is your health so fragile? If you break your ankle, like you're done. You guys all have this. If you're dentists or doctors, you have some patients that have such fragile health, like a cold virus puts them out for weeks. You need to work on your health reserves. And then the one we're going to talk about today is time. I think, because time is the one I struggle with the most. I always think like, man, if you're not busy reading something, doing a podcast, listening, managing this, looking at this stock account, doing this, working, you're a loser. I used to think rest was for losers. And that makes me a loser. So let's talk about some of the ways Scripture, the Bible, yes, I'm talking about the Bible, talks about increasing margin. I'm just going to pull one quote from the Bible, from Exodus, that's what I'm reading, and what John Maxwell says about increasing the margin of time. Okay, so I'm reading Exodus right now, which is basically Moses is leading the Jews out of Egypt. And if you're a leader, you have to read this book of the Bible too, because it's classic followers. The Jews are slaves in Egypt, and Moses, speaking with God, is going to take the Jews out of Egypt and free them. They finally get out of Egypt, out of slavery, and they already are starting to complain when the travel out of Egypt gets difficult. You need to read this book. You need to read the Bible. Even if you're an atheist, the Bible is the best book ever written. Okay, Exodus 23.12. Six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest. It's called the Sabbath. John Maxwell, who's also very heavily influenced by God in the Bible, talks about you need to look at an 80-20 rule when it comes to your time. 
80% of your day should be scheduled. 20% of your day should be white space or not scheduled. This is unheard of for me in the past, and I'm really trying to do this now. So if you break it down rough hourly, let's say you're roughly awake 16 hours a day, three hours of your day should be unscheduled rest, unscheduled time. A week, 23-ish hours. So when the Bible says, six days you shall work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, roughly 23, 24 hours resting. A month, six days unscheduled. And remember, this is waking hours, not sleeping. In a year, 27 days unscheduled. So look at your calendar today. How much time do you have unscheduled? I have tried it today where I had a meeting at 9, another meeting at 11, one more at 1.30, and then another meeting at 3.40, then 5.30. And I have gaps all in between. So when I say that I have four meetings today, it makes it sound like I'm important, but I'm not. I'm just a guy. So how do you do this? John Maxwell talks about You have to constantly and continually evaluate and eliminate the garbage. So 20% of the actions you do will result in 80% of the productivity. So that means there's 80% of the things you're doing that are only resulting in 20% of the results. This applies to the people you spend time with, the activities you do, the things you read, everything. So look at your life. Stop spending time with people that aren't adding any value to your life or you're not adding value to their life. Get rid of the energy vampires in your life. Stop reading stupid books. Every I, I'm, such a, I'm so guilty of this. I would read three, four books a month. I thought if I speed read, podcast on double speed, more and more content I absorb, the better, the more I would learn. It's not the case. Even the Stoics talked about this when Seneca wrote, take like three or four books, read three books a year, but dive and chew on those books and really digest those books. The second thing is priorities. What can you do that will give you the biggest result? When it comes to health, it's got to be sleep. If you don't have your sleep right, none of it matters. So if you are have a personal a coach and they're training you, you're hitting your muscles, but you're getting two hours of sleep a night, it doesn't matter how you're working out. It's going to be sleep. So when it comes to your sleep, uh, sorry, when it comes to your time, what is the most important thing you're doing? Are you spending enough time with your kids? Are you spending enough time with your spouse and even with your money? Are you spending your money on the right things? So what I challenge you to do, number one, take one full day off a week. Just do that. Saturday or Sunday, don't do any work. Don't read any emails. Don't think about work. Just spend time with your family and relax. Number two, read less books. If you are a content binger, stop it. 
take one really good book, maybe the Bible, and take the full year to read it. I'm taking the full year this year to read the Bible or read something else and really dive into it. And I would say number three is loosen up your day. Try to get, this is going to be difficult, three hours of unscheduled time during the day. I think it will help a lot. So load, capacity. I think it's difficult to increase your limits. I think it's easier to decrease your load. There's something I heard in church. I'm not sure where it's quoted in the Bible, but it's better to have one hand full in a peaceful mind than two hands full in an unsettled mind. I'll look that quote up for you guys. Thank you again for listening. I hope this is helpful. I'm going to keep these solo podcasts to about 20 minutes and I'm going to keep rolling. All right, guys, I love you and I'll see you guys soon.